we go. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, first day of December 2021. It's the last month of the year, Big J. Yeah. We made it through 2021 almost. T minus 31 days. Yeah, take it easy, man. Well, I mean, uh, I can't say that it's been a fantastic year. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, it's not what we thought it would be. No, no. Uh, and we'll see what happens but, in 2022. Uh, I think it was better than the previous two years. Uh, oh, better than 2019? Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, at the end of 2019. <laughs> well, things didn't start getting really bad until uh, St. Patrick's Day of 2020. That's when things officially shut down, as I remember it very clearly. Here, anyways. Uh, yes, around here. Uh, but, you know, we were still doing things in January and February. That I remember very clearly. Uh, and so it was March when things started to go away. And you know what? Say what you will, but it finally took about fall of this year before we started to have some events to do around these parts, which is never a bad thing, I suppose. Uh, it all started in August. Now here we are in December, and we're looking forward to our Xmas bash coming up on the 18th. Uh, that is now just a few weeks away. We'll have your tickets to that if you would like to go. We'd be happy to hook you up. That's what we're going to do over the course of the show today. we got some music to give away. Big J has a movie review for you. Uh, a movie on Hulu. What was it called again? Ride the Eagle. Ride the Eagle. Jake Johnson's in it. J.K. Simmons is in it. Darcy Carden's in it. Susan Sarandon. Little Susan Sarandon. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, see if it's worth your time. It's a brand new movie that just popped up on Hulu that Big J watch for streaming dumbass. We also have an opportunity for some cash money today. 7.30, the X double dare returns. And so we have an opportunity for you to win some cash. We'd like to give away some of that over the course of the show today as well. That's going to set the table for you. We'll start with some music, some Green Day kicking things off here on the morning after. It's the X rocks. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And we're starting to get a little bit of a whiff of things around these parts that maybe, just maybe, the uh, the housing craziness is starting to cool down a little bit. Now, I think there's a difference between the red-hot housing market and how it's been and everybody talking about how the bubble is bursting. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I just think people and things are starting to calm down a little bit. Uh, Not just here, but also nationally as well. Now listen, it's very important that you know that still, housing prices are considerably higher than they were a year ago. Yeah, it's not like those houses that once were within your price range are now in your price range. Correct. (laughs) <laughs> right. So what are we talking about this for? We're talking about it because there's a lot more houses on the market ah. than there were. You know, when uh, if you take this even two years ago, uh, hell, even a year ago, your house is on the market for less than three days before somebody offered you something that was probably exorbitantly above what you were already asking for. And now that's not the case. There are houses that are in fantastic and wonderful condition that are considered to be competitively priced in whatever marketplace you want to talk about that are on the market for 30, 40 days or even longer. And it has nothing to do with that, just the fact that, listen, the market has cooled down a little bit. 
So nobody's, you know, losing their homes or anything like that. There's no bubble that's bursting. It's just starting to cool down a little bit. So you have that to look forward to or something to not look forward to if you're trying to get rid of your house. It may not be as easy as it once was. So kind of keep that in mind. But there's still plenty of heavy investor activity in the housing market. Uh, there's still a tight supply, just not nearly as tight as it was uh, around four or five months ago. So keep that in mind if you're in the housing market or real estate world or whatever. Phoenix Suns are red hot, Big J. They downed the Golden State Warriors 104-96 last night. That's the 17th straight win for that franchise. That ties their record. Suns came out on top in the matchup between the two teams with the NBA's best record. Uh, Devin Booker even had to leave in the second quarter with a hamstring injury. Uh, no updates after the game. Don't know how much time he's going to miss, but we do know this is the first time the Golden State Warriors this season were held uh, under 100 points. So, uh, good job by the Suns, I suppose. None of this matters, of course, until the playoffs. But, listen, when you win 17 in a row, you're doing something right. That's what I'll say. So, congratulations to the Phoenix Suns. I've got Nick Cage news, Big J. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, man. He course. is going to play Dracula in a new <laughs> Universal Studios production of Reinfeld. If you remember, we talked about this movie a while back because Nicholas Holt, who is like a Hollywood it man right now, he, of course, one of the stars of Mad Max Fury Road, is going to play the part uh, that in a movie that kind of focuses on Dracula's assistant. And so, according to Deadline, Nicolas Cage isn't the star of this movie, per se. That's Nicholas Holt, but he will play a pretty big part in it and will play the role of Jack Dracula. Is, is it a comedy? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, uh, the way you described it there, it sounds like it would be a great comedy. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I think they're Especially trying to Especially if seriously. Nicolas Cage is being Dracula. I don't think this is like the Dark Universe kind of stuff, but I do believe this is them trying to get back into the universal monsters kind of thing and so yeah they've got they own that property they need to do something with it yeah i think that's the idea they're trying to look for a different angle because the mummy didn't work and the dr jekyll and mr hyde thing you just can't force that stuff no and also you know there's it's it's very important to understand too that that a lot of these stories are are questionable at best you know plot wise that that makes sense (laughs) Like, you know, there's not a lot of substance to the mummy and the Wolfman and Dracula as far as plot goes in the Universal Studios monsters kind of thing. It's just they're there for the scares and that's about it. And it's hard to make stories around these, which is why they're trying to try a different angle, I think. Uh, but not Nicolas Cage's first time being a vampire, but we'll see how it goes when he gets his shot at Dracula. You know what would have been a good kickoff for the universe of monsters that they wanted to, that would have made sense in how to kind of orchestrate it would have been Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, well, well, the difference being, of course, that's they didn't have any of the universe no, of monsters. In I understand that, but the concept of Cabin in the Woods made it really interesting to introduce different monsters for different reasons. Yes, agreed, agreed. You know, it uh, was a really cool uh, yes. way to do it, I thought. Yes, and they did try to make a little play on that kind of stuff, but, you know, it, it also was, I don't know, I mean, it, part of that, part of the fun of Cabin in the Woods was it was poking fun at those tropes yeah. that you see in those monster movies like, that we all grew up and around and were familiar with. But uh, who knows? Universe is not going to give up, I guess. You'll have to give them because, I mean, this isn't the first time they've even tried to do any of this stuff. Do you remember? Did you watch that Wolfman movie with uh, Benicio Del Toro? No. As the Wolfman? Oh, no, I didn't. I mean, listen. Uh, I got a I, knack for skipping terrible movies. Uh, we, uh, 
we we watched The Mummy, and we both liked Tom Cruise, but that movie was god-awful, too. It wasn't Tom Cruise's fault, but, I mean, it was just a bad angle on things. And it didn't yeah. it didn't it didn't do what they wanted it to do. I'll put it that way. There was almost no point no, to no, the no. movie. No, you're definitely right about that. It's a red hot chili peppers that is under the bridge here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We've talked before how we're kind of in the middle uh, as a country of a little thing called the Great Resignation, where people are leaving their jobs for jobs that are better paid or maybe a better workplace environment or something about the job they currently have is not making them happy. And so a lot of the workforce, not a lot, I mean, it sounds like I'm saying a majority, but plenty of the workforce are leaving to actually go to greener pastures, at least they think. So how are people reacting to that? And I think if you find yourself in a more traditional workplace, you may familiarize yourself with a new term called the stay interview, Big J. Uh, There are a lot of companies that are doing these now, and it's basically an opportunity for you as a subordinate to sit down with your manager, and the manager is going to ask you a bunch of questions about how they can make you stick around. And be a part of the company still. I got some easy answers for you. Fire away. Show me the money. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the answer most commonly given. But uh, know that they're going to be fairly informal. Uh, They uh, want to get honest answers about, you know, what you feel comfortable talking about. Uh, you're gonna get. You're not gonna get questions like, "What can we do to keep you around?" That's not what the state interview is gonna be like. So I'm not sure you're gonna be What's able the to. Point of it then. Well, they want you to. It's more of like a workplace environment thing. Like the questions that that people have said they've gotten in state interviews are like, "What excites you to come into work every day? Uh, what do you want to do more or less of in your job?" And if you were a manager for a day, what would you do differently? These are like the three basic questions of the state interview. And so that what they're trying to do is make the place a little bit more of a better environment. Uh, but it does give you the opportunity to have a little bit more power in your workplace, I suppose. That's good. Um, but it also could be seen as just lip service from whatever corporation that you're dealing with. Yeah, on a like, basis like they, they're, they're trying, but they don't mean anything. Right, right. They're looking. It's like the, the, uh, the equivalent of having a suggestion box at your workplace. Like, they sure, they wouldn't mind if you filled out a card and put it in there anonymously, but is it really going to change anything around your workplace? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. But it does make you feel like you have a voice or at least an opportunity for that, which I suppose maybe could be what a lot of people feel like they're missing in their place of work. A chance to speak up and, and tell people what they would like to have done better. So, yeah, the easy answer for all this stuff is pay your people more money. But you know as well as I do, there are plenty of corporations out I, there that aren't going to do I would that. like a nap room. <laughs> you've, been, you've been pushing this for years. Like a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How Even far? before I was napping. <laughs> right. Now, now where do you nap? In my bed at home. Oh, I see. Uh, not here at work. But you, would you take up the opportunity? I don't think you would use it if we had a nap room. I don't know. Sometimes like, it just hits me. and I'm like, man, I'm so tired. I can fall asleep right now. Uh, sure, that makes sense. But, like, I mean, could you fall asleep in this kind of environment? Yeah. You think? In a nap room. Uh, and what do you picture as a nap room? Just a small, dark room with a yeah. bed? Yeah. Even if it's a community bed, that wouldn't bother you? A community? Well, it would have no, to be. I'm You're not, not going to have your own bunk. No, it's... I demand my own room. Oh, no, no. You don't want the Big J nap room. That gives off the wrong uh, vibe, I think. Morning after, uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Morning after, if you're the only one using the nap room, that says more about you than it does the nap room itself. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will have a movie review courtesy of Big J. That's happening next on the X-Rock. No. That is Pearl Jam. That is Daughter here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you as part of a thing called Streaming Dumbass. Big J, tell us all about it, please. Yeah, Ride the Eagle, man. It is a, a comedy, and it stars Jake Johnson, who also helped write this movie. Uh, Susan Sarandon, who st- uh, plays Honey, who is Jake Johnson's character, Leaf's mother. Uh, D.R.C. Garden, Carden, who is... Uh, a uh, former uh, girlfriend of Leaf, and J.K. Simmons as Carl. I'm going to tell you right now, J.K. Simmons, he could be in your movie for just five minutes, and he's made your movie beautiful and amazing and fun. Yeah, he's fantastic. He is. He's a gift to us as human beings. That's all there is to it. And his role in here is brief, but it is super funny and just, it's very colorful. And basically we have the story as Leaf is, uh, you know, he's in his 30s, what we can at least tell is his 30s. And he's kind of, I mean, he's kind of trying to find his way. You know, hes he lives in a tiny house uh, on some guy's land, and he's in a band with that person. And he plays the bongos, kind of a pothead. He's got a dog. Okay. Um, and, and that seems to be his aspiration That's in life. As if he plays the bongos? Yeah, it? yeah, but he, he swears he's a percussionist. Okay. Um, and so what happens is he's been estranged from his mom, who walked out on him when he was a kid. Uh, and so she uh, has passed away, okay. as you find out. And she was kind of in a weird place when that happened. She she was in a cult, and you, you hear a little bit about that. But what has happened is that she has left him um, a, a, a very nice cabin, and it's in a condition, though, of uh, his uh, doing a couple things. Conditional... Um, inheritance right. is what it's called. And so the list includes uh, some things. But it, mostly it's just stuff to teach him about life and those sort of things. Things that she didn't do when she walked out. Does she know that he's kind of a loser? I think, yes. Okay. Yeah, she's kind of been uh, keeping an eye on him because uh, she somewhat seems successful now at this point. And uh, J.K. Simmons' role is uh, he is uh, he, he was dating his mom. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, but, but he doesn't know uh, that uh, I don't want to spoil it, but anyways, he, he, it's a very funny thing. So he goes through these things and uh, is trying and basically uh, is learning about himself and learning about life, etc. And that's what the movie's about. What are like some of the conditions he's got to meet in order to, or does it ruin the movie if you tell me? No, I mean, one of them is to just to go out, like she lived in this near this lake in this cabin, and one of the f- favorite things to do was to uh, get in a uh, like a, a canoe and row across the lake and so he had to do that and who's keeping track of the if he does nah, these nobody it's an honor system okay okay it's um, almost like a brewster's he, million situation yeah exactly but he he feels kind of like he doesn't have anything else to do okay. so he's like i might as well do some of these things and uh one of the um the conditions is also that he uh touches base with the, the one that got away Okay. Right. And that's where uh, DRC Carden's character comes in. And she's very funny in this as well. So uh, basically, it's this, I don't know, coming of life story, if you will, of a 30 year old pothead. Uh, did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was fun. And it was sad. It had me teared up a couple times. Obviously, uh, for the you know reasons he lost his mom, so you know I was really uh, feeling that and uh, just some of those things, and and uh, yeah, it, it, there were some emotional moments in it for sure. Sounds like it's Big J approved. I don't Definitely wanna... approved. All right, all right. Fun movie. I mean, it's not you know it's only about an hour and a half. 
and it's it's not in, it's not a super in-depth movie but it d certainly does explore feelings about um about loss and uh being abandoned so those are some important things all right that... but it's funny yes jake johnson i i love jake johnson i thought he was great new girl and he's just he's just a lot of fun so it is officially big j approved what's it called again ride the eagle i keep it, wanting to calling it fly the eagle. I, I know and, and and you don't really it does reference something important that happens at the end of the movie gotcha okay so, so there is a tie-in to why it's yeah. called that so enjoy it it is new on hulu it's officially big j approved Important stuff is brought to you by our friends at the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You did not deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Christmas is now officially 25 days away, and just in case you're wondering, if you're thinking about breaking up with somebody, now would be the time to do it. Move on it quickly. This yeah. according to Inside, <laughs> linger. Inside Hook relationship experts because listen you might as well end things now according to them as there's always going to be some excuse not to pull the trigger but if one of those reasons is ah you don't want to do it so close to the holidays the longer you wait the easier it's going to be for you to talk yourself out of doing it at all which is probably not healthy for you or the relationship plus it's likely the other person knows you're thinking about it anyway and it won't ruin their holidays in fact it has been determined, according to studies, it's actually much worse to be broken up with right after the holidays than it is before. Besides, uh, you know, there's some sort of built-in seasonal cheer sometimes to soften the blow. They'll be around their family in the holidays, at least ideally, and so that can help as well. In addition, uh, if you break up with them now, of course, the other thing Inside Hook points out is uh, you won't have to waste money on a gift and neither will they. So there's that. If you want to go with the, or that's the reason to de to delay it. Uh huh. What? Maybe you want the the gift. Oh, if you yes, I suppose. Uh, but you do have to also probably give on top of receiving. Oh yeah. So, uh, keep that in mind too. So yes. Uh, but listen, if you are holding out because you want a Christmas present, you may be the worst person in the world. Well, it could be why there's going to be a breakup. Yes, it should be. If not. It definitely should be. Big J, baseball's in trouble. Ratings are down. Not a lot of people care about the sport. You know what's really going to help? A work stoppage. And uh, we're on track for one of those and right quick. A couple of negotiating sessions took place between Major League Baseball and the Players Union yesterday, but didn't lead to a whole lot of progress. So Major League Baseball appears to be headed for its first work stoppage in 26 years. Management is expected to impose a lockout after the collective bargaining agreement expires just before midnight tonight. Uh, so the last time Major League Baseball had a work stoppage was 1994-1995. Uh, that led to everybody abandoning baseball. And what brought it back, Big J? Steroids. Uh, it was not too long after that that we had the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, uh, Barry Bonds back and forth home run breaking seasons that got people interested in baseball again of course they were all doing it illegally and so that has led to a crackdown but unfortunately the work stoppage was really kind of what made baseball turn a blind eye to the fact that steroids were running rampant in the sport and so uh, we'll see what illegal substances they have to turn to this time around to get people to care about baseball again because the work stoppage probably isn't going to help as much as people don't care about Major League Baseball, they do care about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least the Spider-Man side of things. 
Deadline reports that the pre-sales of No Way Home for Spider-Man are the highest they've been since Endgame. Monday's pre-sales for the latest film are higher than those for Infinity War, Far From Home, The Last Jedi, Rogue One, uh, Rise of Skywalker, and any of the other big Star Wars or Marvel Cinematic Universe big releases. Uh, They're expecting it to be well north of $100 million for the opening weekend. We'll see how it does. Maybe Spider-Man is the movie that gets everybody back into the theater on opening weekend. We will see. If if the ticket sales are any indication, it's going to be a big deal. But we kind of already knew that. It was just how big of a deal is it going to be is the real question that's left now. On 100.3, The X rocks. All right, we're going to try to give away some money here in the X-Rock Double Dare. We're going to have some fun today. That's the idea anyway. Let's say hello to today's caller X. His name is Mike. Mike, good morning, man. How are you? We're doing good. How's it going? We're hanging in there, man. Uh, No pressure, but we're kind of sick of not giving away some money, so we would like you to win some at some point today, if that's all right with you. I would love it. All right, man. Uh, we need to know uh, how you feel about this particular topic. Big J, what is it? One more movie, time. Movie sequels that never should have happened. Uh, how do you feel about uh, your knowledge of terrible movie sequels, Mike? About 50-50. All right. Well, <laughs> let's see if we can't get you at least $50. Here's Big J with your first question. Dolph Lundgren took over for Arnold Schwarzenegger in a 2016 sequel to this 1990 movie where a federal agent has to teach kids. Kindergarten Cop. Right. That is correct. I did not know they made a Kindergarten Cop 2, but I can't imagine it's any good. Uh, but that it, is it correct. <laughs> $50 is yours, Mike. Would you like to go double or nothing for $100 in a more difficult question, or are you happy with the $50? bucks? Uh, let us try for the 100 Okay. In 2005, Jamie Kennedy wore green face and replaced Jim Carrey in this Son of, Son of sequel to this 1994 movie, based on a not-so-well-known comic book. The Mask. Right. The Mask is right. Some confidence happening there, Michael. That is $100. We now have before you the most difficult question. It's worth $200. You can take that 100 and walk away, or you can try for double or nothing. Mike, what do you want to do? What do you think, Big J? Did you get this question right? I, I, I... I, I think so, yeah. I think after working it out, I mean, there's a 50-50 shot, I think, here. Um, I don't know if that means you're already 50-50. Big J's giving you 50-50. I don't know if that knocks yeah. you down <laughs> to 25. Or... <laughs> like, I, I, like, think I, I, like, I think I'll take the 100. Okay, all right. Uh, final uh, decision, you're taking the 100 bucks. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, you want to see what the, the $100 is yours no matter what? You want at least to uh, see if you would have gotten the $200 question? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Yep, they made a Teen Wolf 2, but no Michael J. Fox. Instead, it starred this Arrested Development star when he was a teen. Oh, thank goodness I don't have a clue. Ah, good job, my friend. What was the correct answer? Uh, Jason Bateman. Right. Jason Bateman Ah. was the star of Teen Wolf 2. Uh, Congratulations, Mike. You made the right call and you walked away with some cash. That's how it should work. Uh, $100 is coming your way just in time for the holidays. Please hold on one second, man. You made the right call. When we get some information from you, I make sure you're good to go there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Those sequel knowledge, uh, unnecessary sequels, if you will, that will continue throughout the day as your topic. 1230 with Jason Drew. 530 today with Adam. Your next chance at some cash there's plenty of bad movies to choose from we will come back and do some we're going to hell that is next on the x rock 
the hell is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Georgia for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And you don't usually think of somebody that is in the cam worker world as a dangerous job, but I suppose it can be. Anything can be dangerous if you're not a, doing it right. A cam worker? Yeah, you know, like a, a cam girl, somebody that, uh, oh, that has... Oh, camera. Yeah. What, what, only what, friends. Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, I, I feel like only friends is a little bit more like uh, video content, and this is more like live video cam kind of stuff, if that makes sense. It's all the same. Is it? Yeah, it is. How's that? Cam girls, only f- fans? I mean, it's all... I guess they're connected. Sure, I can see. I can understand the connection. But this was not on OnlyFans. I guess is my point. Oh, okay. It was on a website called Chatter. I've never heard of it. I don't know what it is. But uh, apparently, it's another version, a different. Yeah, I think the only. I think what's different between Chatter and OnlyFans is Chatter is live, and OnlyFans is usually more pre-recorded material that you can do. This happened to be a live event that this uh, young lady was doing. Her name is Lauren Damon. She's 27 years old. And apparently uh, you can involve the world of kinks into the world of live camming. Uh, I suppose uh, everybody's got a price, right? I guess is what it all rallies down to. But the idea here is always err on the side of caution. Be careful, please. Because uh, apparently one of the things that Lauren was paid to do on the cam... Uh, was she was given a handsome amount of money to become intimate, Big J, with with a handgun. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you here? Yeah. I'm trying to put it as, as cleanly as I can. Seems like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, and it went from bad to worse as uh, Lauren was doing what she was paid to be doing and the gun accidentally discharged, Big J. Basically, she ended up shooting herself in the private parts, okay? Uh, this was Jesus. live on camera. Uh, the good news was it, it, it wasn't a terribly catastrophic injury. Uh, the owner of the handgun and her boyfriend happened to be in the house at the same time. Jordan was in the kitchen when he heard the gun went off. He ran into the kitchen and saw his girlfriend uh, holding a towel on her leg and basically said that she said she was sorry and that the gun had gone off. And so they had to call paramedics. Paramedics came, rushed her to the hospital. Sure enough, Big J, she had a gunshot wound to her lady parts and she needed to actually have herself go undergo some medical procedure. She's going to be okay. Uh, that's, I guess, a... Are lady parts okay? I don't know. Uh, she's going to survive. That much we know. Um, but we don't know what kind of damage has been done. But it was not a good idea to do it. It was a bad idea. And, you know, once again, it it does hearken itself to making sure uh, gun safety is paramount when doing crazy and so irksome. (laughs) Yeah. It's so easy to make sure that stuff is safe. You shouldn't be playing. You're not supposed to do that with guns. Oh, thank you, Big J. I was wondering how long it was going to take you to get there. You were fairly frustrated about the uh, the lack of gun attentiveness. But yeah, you, you shouldn't be doing that with guns, whether it's safe or unsafe. Uh, not a good idea. Not what it's for. Also very weird. Uh, but listen, uh, like I said, it's... Uh, I guess those websites get crazy Will sometimes. Will she get to keep the money? 
uh, is not part of the story. I'm guessing, yes. Once once it happens, it goes through. Uh, that money is yours. I'm, I'm guessing. She probably used that for her medical expenses. Yeah, she's going to need to do a lot of weird stuff if she wants to pay those medical bills, that's for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. Hey, hey, you didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate, so check them out if you do get into one. They can help you out. Big J, it happens every year. You have somebody in your life that you just go, man, I don't know what the hell to get them for the holidays. They, they have everything. They have me in their lives. What more could they possibly want? Yeah, seems like something you would say. Well, a new survey may help. If you don't know what to get a difficult-to-buy-for person, just get them something on the following list. It is called the most universally accepted holiday gifts. It's whether people need it or not, they're happy they get it. And number 10, food is always on the list. Something home cooked, a meal that you bring over to somebody is usually something that they will appreciate because it's something that you made from scratch, some thought that you put into and made just for them. It usually is a home run. Number nine, cash. You can never go wrong with that. Number eight, self-care items. You know, grab them some lotion or something or some bath bombs. Number seven, pajamas. Number six, seasonal popcorn. Number five, socks. Number four, clothing accessories. Things like hats, mittens, slippers, etc. Number three, gift cards. Number two, holiday gift baskets. And the number one thing you can get the person who has everything, some chocolate. Oh. What were you going to say? Guns. Guns? No. Uh, Chocolate is the number one thing. People like chocolate more than they like guns. 58% of people anyway do. So that is what you can get somebody if you're like, man, I don't know what to get this person. They're very hard to buy for. Knock off one of those 10 and you should be okay. Yeah, don't bother getting Nick a tin of popcorn. Uh, why not? Well, here it sits right over here still. No, no. A year later. You know why it sits there. Uh, we told you. You didn't I told, take it home. No, listen, it was in here, and then it was open the next day, and somebody had put their grubby hands in it <laughs> right in the middle of COVID, and I'm not going in there and digging but into somebody else's why would you from. leave it in here? I had just forgotten it for a day. It happens. I had put it behind me. You can't forget nothing in no, here. No, no. The jackals around here will open it up, and somebody had broken the seal, and I'm like, well, that no longer is my popcorn. That is now somebody else's popcorn. And now it's still here, proving, again, I, I think it was an experiment that we did, right? We were like, how long will it stay? And the answer has been, I think it was opened up and somebody stuck their hands in it, and it's been in here ever since and nobody touched it again. Yeah, who, whoever opened it up probably should have, you know, taken care of it. Yes, that well, that was, yeah, that's they, exactly they it. They claimed ownership when they <laughs> popped that plastic seal. Right. Exactly. And now it's I don't know if you noticed, now. but somebody else also did the exact same thing with the peanuts that have been here forever. Yeah, I don't know where those came from. Y- well, yes, you do. I'll tell you off the air. I'll remind you. But uh, it's the same place that those bottles came from, remember? Oh, okay, and yeah. so, uh And so that had been in here sealed forever, but somebody just broke the seal on that and now had been started eating the nuts that are in that particular thing. And now they're community nuts. And I was wondering how long that would take. <laughs> It's like you can't community nuts. <laughs> you can't leave anything in here that's food related because somebody will then touch it and then either they feel bad that they touched it or they regret that they touched it or it wasn't good and then it just sits here. And I was hoping somebody would learn a lesson, but that it clearly has not been the case. LeBron James is in the NBA's COVID-19 protocols yesterday. He missed the Lakers win over Sacramento last night. That means uh, basically he will have to wait until he tests negative in order to get 
a on the floor again. Uh, Anthony Davis suggested that uh, James actually tested positive and not because he's in a close contact protocol. So it's a little bit different for him had he not. He is vaccinated, according to himself, he said, in September. So we'll see when he gets back on the court. Looks like there's going to be a lockout of Major League Baseball after midnight tonight, unless they can come to a deal, which they probably won't. And... Hopefully you enjoyed the Holly Berry movie Bruised on Netflix. Apparently you did. It continues to be in the top ten. What's the matter? I was going to use that for a bad impression. Too bad. Uh, She is teaming up with them to star and produce films now for the streamer. She has signed an official deal with Netflix. They liked where Bruised ended up, and so now they're going to do additional ones. Uh, Apparently, that's also her directorial debut. It was the number one film of the week on Netflix in the United States last week, knocking off Red Notice. So she's doing pretty well for herself, and she's excited to sign this exclusive deal, which Netflix appears to be doing with everybody. Did you check that out yet? I haven't seen the movie. I haven't either. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff, in case you needed it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. And here you have the opportunity to win yourself some tickets to the Xmas Bash 21. Theory of a Dead Man, 10 Years, and Eva Under Fire going to be at the Knit on December 18th. We'll get you these tickets. Uh, You and a friend can go, a loved one, whatever. Just going to beat me Pop Culture Smackdown first. 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play. I say good luck to everybody involved. Big J, I hope you are ready. Let's go to the phones. Hello, Try the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Dustin. All right, Dustin, you're up first. DJ Ashba is probably most famous these days for being the guitarist for 6AM, but what other very famous rock band did he play with in the last decade? Uh, uh, gosh, I don't know this one. <laughs> Any guesses? Um, I'd say, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right. Wrong. It happens. It happens. It happens to me every day. Hello, the X. Hello. Do you know the answer to this? Yeah, one? I do, of course. Uh, good morning. DJ Ashba is probably most famous these days for being the guitarist for 6 a.m., but what other very famous rock band did he play with in the past decade? Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Right. That is correct. Well done. What's your name, please? Amber. Amber, you're taking on Big J. Big J, this actress voices Bonnie Swanson on the TV show Family Guy. Um, Jennifer Tilly. Right. Correct. Back to you, Amber. Uh, ben Stiller starred in a movie about what indoor offbeat sport? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Right. Correct. Big J, speaking of Ben Stiller, he's mostly known for comedies, but he made his film debut in what 1987 Steven Spielberg film? 1987 Steven Spielberg film? Not a comedy, yes. Is this uh, based on one of his books, or was he directing it? Did Steven Spielberg ever write a book? No, no, no. It is, is the movie based on one of his books? What are you talking about? Never mind. Uh, a Ben Stiller book? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was trying to get information from you, because I don't know the answer. I see. It did not work out. Steven Spielberg has never written a book. No, <sighs> Oh, 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 yeah. I was getting mixed up with Stephen King. Wow. <laughs> that's a real problem. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's a uh, real I'm gonna problem. I'm going to go with um, 1987. Jeez, Spielberg. Let's go with... Uh, I, I, uh, 
I, I don't know. I can't come up with it. I can't even come up with it. I'm like that guy earlier today. I got no idea. Well, you got Stephen King on your brain now, so that has completely thrown you off the scent. There's no way. Uh, I'm going to call it wrong. Wrong. I'm going to give Amber the actual tickets to Theory of a Dead Man, 10 Years, and Eve Under Fire, our Xmas Bash 21. Please hold on one second. Did he win an Oscar for it? Did Steven Spielberg yeah. win an Oscar? No, he didn't win an Oscar until Saving Private Ryan, so it's much, much, much later. Uh, but it was a drama. Uh, Christian Bale made his debut and was the star of the movie. Does that help? You may have never seen this. No. Uh, Empire of the Sun. Right. Oh, man. That's the name of the movie. Christian Bale is a little kid. Yeah, you're right. I, I I did see it, but it was a long time ago. Morning After. That was a movie where Ben Stiller made his debut. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop Great. culture smackdown. We'll do a run of headlines next on the X-Rock. With Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, check out the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. It's a website you hear all the time here on the X. Maybe you should check it out for yourself. The I pre-check buttons at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. A headlines follow-up. Oh, Grandma, no. And so that's where my patio set is. Oh, Grandma, no! Sounds like this old lady was having a really rough day. On November 2nd, police in Ohio were dispatched after somebody reported an old lady passed out behind the wheel of a car. Caller said the woman had woken up and had just left the parking lot. Police spotted the car as it uh, ended up going on the freeway. When officers spoke to the driver, they noticed that this lady, who was 65 years old, had the faint scent of alcohol. She did deny drinking, however, and told the officer she had just dropped off her grandchild in Independence, Ohio. Police say, but she was slurring her words pretty badly. And so they actually asked her to do a field sobriety test, which she failed comically. So she was arrested for drunken driving. And then when they searched her car, Big Jay, you know what they found? Alcohol. Yeah, an open bottle of vodka, but that's not all. Oh, oh no. Bunch of cocaine. Grandma's doing some rails. Grandma was high on a reindeer. Which uh, was a positive test for cocaine by the police. So now she faces multiple charges, including possession of drugs. So grandma's all hopped up on God knows what. How old was this grandma? 65. Jeez. Hope she really didn't have just drop off her kid, too. Or her grandkid, I should say. That would be really bad grandparenting. I mean, if you're all high on coke and drunk while you're dropping off your grandkid. I think we figure out why she's doing the dropping off. Exactly. Uh, headlines follow up, or so that's where my patio set is. So that's where Nick's patio is. Uh, bad news if you're missing a package. The recent discovery of hundreds of packages in a wooded area in Hayden, Alabama, has led authorities to start questioning a FedEx driver. As many as 400 different packages were found in a ravine last week, about 30 miles north of Birmingham, Alabama. Sheriff said in a statement that investigators have spoken with security from FedEx and identified the driver as most of the packages came from his truck. Company said in a statement that the person, or person involved was no longer providing service for FedEx ground and added it's cooperating with law enforcement on its investigation. But it sounds like what happened was this guy was disgruntled. Instead of delivering the packages, he just decided to drop a truckload in a ravine and then went into FedEx and quit. And they thought, okay, well, maybe he just made his last day's run. But no, he just dumped a bunch of boxes in the river. So there's that. Uh, FedEx says it will deliver the recovered packages that can be delivered. And they will seek resolution for the other damaged shipments. So they're trying to own up to the fact that this guy didn't do his job. But that kind of sucks, right? Yeah. Especially around this time of year. I mean, I get it. If you're not happy at your job, you're allowed to leave. But I think, you know, making other people suffer for your, you know disenfranchisement is not a great idea. 
Don't take out your anger on other people, random people that you don't even know, especially. Wrap it up with a headlines follow-up. You may remember talking about this a few months ago. A Florida woman uh, got in trouble after she decided to bite her Uber driver. Do you remember this? She was super angry, and this guy didn't understand why, and she bit him on the neck and, like, you know, literally broke his skin. Well, her name is Michelle Stilwell, and she uh, pleaded guilty to battery and drunken disorderly conduct charges after attacking her victim in St. Petersburg. The 55-year-old ended up getting in trouble, and guess what happens, Big J? Going to jail. No, probation. No, probation. Uh, They're going to put her on probation for two years, and then if she doesn't fill all of her probation, she ends up actually going to jail. The victim, for what it's worth, wasn't happy about the uh, actual charge. He's like, listen, she pleaded guilty to all these things. I still have a nasty-ass scar on my neck from this random lady biting me on my neck when I didn't know what was happening, and now she just kind of gets to walk free, and as long as she behaves herself, she's good. Uh, and by the way, she didn't ever give a reason. She she had no idea why she did what she did. She just knew she wanted to bite the dude, so there's that. There's the Uber Eats side of things. Uh, people are crazy, Big J. Watch out. Head on a swivel. We keep telling you. You never know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on pretty much everything. That's the latest from Jack White that is taking me back here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I suppose people are never going to behave themselves on planes again, are they? No, and and I don't know if this, uh, I mean, it it can't be a a language barrier situation as a flight from uh, India was landing in Atlanta. And uh, the uh, captain of that uh, flight had uh, sent a message uh, ahead and and, and requested that... uh, the uh, I guess they have a group of people for uh, Delta Airlines. They're called Redcoats, so they uh, they meet people at airplanes, and it usually isn't a good thing. The Redcoats right? are done, coming. You, yes, you've done something uh, bad, and uh, he, he sent the message. And the message read uh, th- that uh, a passenger. Uh, had been uh, requested by one of the flight attendants to stop doing something, and that was the fact that they had an animal on the flight with them, a cat, uh, and that they were attempting to breastfeed that cat. Wait, what? During the flight, what? yes. Breastfeeding? Yes, I understand You're, what that oh, means. Okay. But they were trying to do it with the cat? Yeah, with their cat. And uh, when asked to put the uh, put the uh, the nice little kitty back into their carrier, uh, the the I guess the the person said, "No, I'm not going to do that." And uh, everybody was horrified. As you can, I mean, could you imagine you're sitting in your seat and the person next to you is trying to breastfeed an animal? No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I can't imagine that. Uh, I've got no issues with breastfeeding in public. I, I have an issue, however, if you're going to try to breastfeed an animal. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, and that's not okay. And that person probably needs help as quickly as possible. That is bananas. I mean, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or, or whatever. But well, I cannot manage it. That's okay. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to leave open the, that there's some sort of reasonable explanation for this. Yeah, listen, I, I, I guess I'm willing to hear one out, but I probably will have an argument for whatever somebody wants to give me as this is why I was breastfeeding my cat. Yeah, they've really tried to crack down on these, uh, on, you know, animals up in the cabin. Um, uh, you know, things for the animal support uh, thing got a little out of hand for a while there. 
And uh, this might be an example of that. Yeah, people were abusing the privilege. And uh, while I, I, I may not argue that the cat would be somebody something for an emotional support, I can understand that. Uh, you're taking it to a new level altogether. Yeah, brassiers are the best breast support. If you're trying to give an actual breastfeeding trip to a cat. But uh, listen, I, I don't know. Did, did they decide say what happened to the person? No, no, no resolution on that just yet. That's my favorite thing is like uh, when you have a story that goes, that's crazy. What happened? And then nothing. No, because there was no fight. Right. No, no there fight. was no, you know, it was just like, hey, we're probably never going to let you fly in our airline again. That's probably it. And India to Atlanta is where the flight was. Yes. From? Crazy. That sounds like a long flight, too. <laughs> Morning after with Nick yeah. and Big J. There's your plane update. Be careful, everybody. We have got some bad impressions. Those are happening next in the X-Rock. <laughs> The X. And we'll get you some new music here from the band Asking Alexandria. They have a new album. It's called See What's on the Inside. It's pretty damn good. We'll get you a digital code to download that here if you can figure out Bad Impressions. Our number is 208-287-1003 and Bad Impressions works like this. Big J's got a celebrity in his mind and he has written three clues about that celebrity. If you can figure out who he's trying to be in those three clues or less, then you've got some music coming your way and maybe that makes you a better person inside and out. Hello, The X. Hey, good morning, Nick. Jeremy. Good morning. Uh, What's your name, man? Uh, my name's Dustin. All right, Dustin, you're up first. Good luck with bad impressions. Yeah, Dustin, I'm going to tell you that this is an impression of an entire band, okay? Oh. Okay. Our bass player spent a few formative years living in the Twin Falls area. Uh, next. The Dirt was an autobiography of the band, and we didn't hold back. We then turned it into a Netflix movie. Oh, uh, Molly Crew. Motley yeah, dude, crew. you got it. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Asking Alexandria CD. What was clue three? Uh, we kicked off hair glam metal with that, our album Too Fast to Love in 1981. And why is Motley Crue in the news? They have sold their entire catalog, Nick, to BMG Music Cha-ching. for $150 million. Wow. What that means, I'm not quite sure. Like, in the ultimately, like, if they don't have any rights to it anymore at all, I mean, they didn't make a lot of... Uh, details about that is it seems like that would be a bargain yeah if i think million. i think basically what that means is you give up the rights for you to license your own music like they can use it for whatever they want to use it for commercially or whatever and they get all the benefits of that and the band no longer does so it, it was basically a, a buyout essentially of of them using any of their music in future things i would think or if somebody wants to cover it or any of that kind of stuff it all has to go through bmg at this point yeah i'm just i'm just like that doesn't seem like it seems like a drop in the bucket with what the catalog might be worth yeah i guess but i don't know how much that stuff like i don't know what it costs for you to license something for like a commercial or a movie or something like that true yeah uh so i i'm guessing you know but also (laughs) uh there are some members of motley crew that may need the money now if that makes sense (laughs) <clears throat> yeah. And so Vince Neil, I suppose I suppose they could probably use that and Listen, make sense. It's to catch. not like you're refinancing your house. You just sold all your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and so they said goodbye to it. Now it doesn't mean they can't perform it live again. It doesn't mean they can't, you know, write new music. It just means that their catalog is gone. And bands do this all the time. I mean, uh, it's something that happens on a fairly regular basis. But I, I thought $150 million was a pretty good chunk of change for what they had. Because, I mean, you've got, like, you know, maybe, what, six Motley Crue songs that you can see popping up again and again and again and stuff? 
I mean, outside of that, nobody's asking for the Motley Crue deep cuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So uh, I'm guessing they did okay. I'm also guessing that, you know, everybody voted for this. You know what I mean? I oh, don't yeah. Think... I doubt they could do it. One could do it on their own. Right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Round. Hi. That is Coheed and Cambria. That is Shoulders. And that is wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us on this first day of December. It is very much appreciated. Big J very much enjoyed a movie he watched on Hulu last night for streaming dumbass called Ride the Eagle. Ride the Eagle. Uh, So you can check it out now. It is available for you to stream if you happen to be a Hulu subscriber. We gave away some money today, Big J. Money! $100. uh, Finally, in the X-Double Dare. It's been a while since we gave away some money. So congratulations to Mike. Two more chances today. 1230, 5.30. And that category, once again, is what? Uh, movie sequels that shouldn't have been made. So you know your bad movies. It's going to come in handy at some point today. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, today's very historic day, uh, Nick. It's Rosa Parks Day. So it was on this day in 1955, Rosa Parks made a civil rights history when she refused to give up her seat on a Montgomery, Alabama bus to a white passenger. And thank goodness she did that. How will you celebrate, Big J? I mean, I don't know if there's a way to celebrate that. But recognizing it and understanding it is just as important. I've been saying it for years. You better recognize. Next set of X Rock brought to you by DB Supply. When you need tools for your next project, get to DB Supply. DB carries a wide selection of power tools and equipment from your favorite brands. So to upgrade the tools in your workshop, find the best at DB Supply. That's going to do it for us. Jason Drew is coming in next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rock.